0: Welcome to Women Working Ahead, the show where working women provide honest insights into their different industries by sharing all the ups, downs, and messy bits in between of their daily lives. I'm your host, Sierra Mercer. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Women Working Ahead. I'm your host Sierra Mercer. Thank you so much for tuning in for another week. It's going to be a really, really fun episode today. I get to interview one of my absolute favorite people, Megan. It was an absolute pleasure talking with her, and it was actually a really, really good catch-up session for us. So, um, Megan and I, we actually went through the four-year geological engineering program together. But uh, instead of graduating with us, she ended up disappearing for an exchange over in Europe, and then is now working. Working as a exploration geologist in Australia so she's having lots of really fun adventures that she'll share with us and if you do enjoy this episode please make sure to subscribe to the show leave a rating and review that helps me out so so much and I know Megan is more than happy to answer any of your questions if you haven't covered everything that you want to know I'll leave all of her contact info um, with the guest announcement over on the Women Working Ahead social media pages so definitely check those out and comment contact her if you have any more questions. So I think that's everything. Let's tune into the interview. Welcome back, everyone, to Women Working Ahead. Thank you for joining us. I've got Megan here on the line. Hey, Megan, how are you doing?
1: Hi, Sierra. I'm doing well, and yourself?
0: I'm doing so, so well. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk. (laughs) So Megan right now is in Australia and so she's, you're 12 hours ahead of me, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) So this
0: is our second attempt to record this episode because last time she fell asleep. (laughs) Because One of us has to either do like early morning. So the other person is is recording at night or vice versa. And we each planned it out that I was going to be in the morning and she was going to be recording at night. And I'm waiting around in the morning, waiting for her. And all of a sudden I get a text at like 1130. And she's like, oh shit,
1: sorry. I fell asleep. I literally woke up. It was like a nightmare. And I woke up at 11. And I'm like, oh my God, I forgot. <laughs> so fast. So
0: like, okay. Um, well, I guess we have to wait for next weekend. I make you around for me. You guys better appreciate this. We worked really, really hard. I've got my coffee here and it's like quarter after 10 right now. Oh my gosh. Well, I was thinking actually before this interview, I was like, okay, when was the last time I actually saw Megan? Because you weren't at grad, right? Because you were already on your exchange, I think, right? I mean, we'll definitely get into your exchange. You need to explain. I can't even remember because you did it kind of out of order. So you definitely need to explain all of that. But I was trying to think like, you know, when was the last time we actually saw it? It's got to be over a year, right? I think it's almost two years.
1: Almost two years. Oh my gosh! No, it's, been, it's been a year and a half because it was May, May twenty nineteen. Oh. Last time I think we saw each other, right? Yeah, like, yeah,
0: yeah. I think it was something I like that, I guess. Right? When we finished up like our last exams, I guess would well, have been. Not been in April though. Yeah,
1: end of April probably. Last- yeah, and then you <laughs> disappeared, and I also
0: disappeared, and we all just like went our own
1: ways.
0: So this is actually really good. Like this is catch up for you and me as well as for the listeners. All right. So I think we'll get into the questions and we'll definitely get into what you're doing right now and how that's all going. But I kind of want to jump back a bit. So you and I met in first year, right? Yes. It was a general first year, but, but you were in J section, I think, yep.
1: So J-section,
0: by the way, guys, is, was like a special kind of extended program for basically people who, engineering students um, who failed a course or wanted to retake a course out of first year. And they basically condensed, um, you retake it and they condense it into, I think, like how many weeks, like a few weeks or something. And you basically redo the course. So we met in
1: that extended program so what course did you fail in first year honestly it was i didn't fail it but i just wasn't happy with my mark oh, like okay. i basically i barely passed was so yes I basically Which, failed. what course it. was it the physics the oh my God. that's what yeah. i failed. i i failed <laughs> it <laughs> i mean the thing was was it, it first year was such a learning experience and trying to learn like um how to adjust to living on your own and oh, yeah. feeding yourself and studying and meeting a whole bunch of new people and engineering is such a social faculty that it's so difficult to in first year to just have a little bit more discipline
0: mm-hmm. and you
1: meet people that you think you're intelligent in high school and then you meet these people in engineering and you're like I'm wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly you're just kind of like wow like I've never met <laughs> such intelligent people before especially you're sitting in a classroom of 100 people or more and the professor goes so does everyone get it and I would say like 70% of the class is going yes but I was that 30% that I was sitting there like no no nope. no but you scared to lift up your hand to be like um <laughs> no we go back because you're scared to like make other people feel like oh my god like oh yeah well I mean you're sitting in a lecture hall with you know 200
0: 300 people you don't want to be that one person that raised their hand that was like yeah can you um you know turn back like five slides because I just didn't get it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like disrupt everyone.
1: <laughs> I know. That was probably my biggest fault though. Is I wish I did sometimes just go actually yeah. no, I don't understand. But you're it's first year you're so scared. You're mm. like just trying to just get by basically. Yeah. By people and smile and all that stuff. But yeah. yeah. I mean, did
0: you ever go like I didn't do this at all and I kinda wish I did. Like did you ever go see the prof like on
1: um office hours or anything like that? Only when I got into J-section did I start actually feeling comfortable because then, as you know, we were in a smaller group of mm-hmm. like, what, 50 people, I'd yeah, say, maybe like, a little more or less, but like, um, then you're in a group of 50, they're taking it a lot slower, they're making sure everyone understands it. I even, I did, I redid courses that I did well in, but I didn't think I actually fully understood it. Mm-hmm. And I understood it in a completely different way after we did J-section and I,
0: yeah, I and you were I, fine, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I redid uh, physics and first year calculus um, in J section. I found it was really good. And it's just so funny that, you know, it's like people, you know, in university, they think, oh, you know, I failed. No one's going to hire me, blah, blah, blah. Well, let me tell you guys, we, the two of us, plus many of our other friends that we graduated with are working examples of people who failed or didn't do well, you know, in first year university. And we still got hired guys. (laughs) Or in my case, I failed three times and I still got hired. But you know, Megan, Megan's got this stuff sorted. <laughs>
1: no, I don't. I think we're all just going through life. Just we're just all just
0: trying to do our best here. So, did you know, uh-huh. like, what was like?
1: Did you know right off the bat that you're going to go into geoeng? I when I first signed up for uh, university applications, I actually only applied to places as geoscience, like geolo- uh, geology and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, and then my friend actually at the time we're still friends. I don't know why I said that at the time. At the time she, she was like, oh, I'm going to Queens for engineering. And I was like, what is engineering? Like, I've never really thought about yeah, it. Yeah, I never really thought about it. And then I saw on the thing that they had geological engineering. I was like, huh, like combine the two things. Like, I really like math and science and I really like geology. So like, maybe that's it. And I think there's like, obviously UBC and like, uh, I think one maybe other university yeah I think University Camp.
0: of Waterloo I think has some version of it as well but I think I think that's it in terms of Canada for geological
1: engineering and my parents didn't want me to really go to the other side of Canada because they thought I was gonna be like really chicken and basically be like I miss home too much but um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, now you're laughing because now you're sitting in Australia but anyway <laughs> <laughs> literally on the opposite side of the world I am right now but um yeah then Queens just seems like I I honestly didn't even go to any, all the universities I visited before we went to university were ones I didn't even apply to. So I'd never been to Queens before in my life. I was just kind of like, eh, let's go to Queens for science then. And I would just in geological sciences. And then I was like, oh, I got accepted for engineering. Okay, I'll go into geological engineering and if i hate it i can always switch out or something yeah i mean well this but is general this is
0: general first year so i mean so in first
1: year like that first year earth
0: systems course um mm-hmm. like were you basically right after that course you were like okay yes this is the right option for me or were you still kind of in between a few different disciplines
1: i think it was always geo for me and but what did actually j section we had newstead right for yeah. uh Chem, uh, for chemistry and he made me love chem I love chemistry anyway but he made me re-love it again and I was like huh maybe I'll do chemical engineering but again that said Fred um that got me actually into Queens engineering she was like Meg you've always wanted to do geo like why would you do ke- you don't have the passion for chem you love you really like it and it's fun but you don't like your passion is geo and I was like yeah honestly like I will just, I'll do GEO. It worked out. (laughs) And and honestly, I mean, GEO,
0: I mean, I don't think people realize this, but GEO, you can actually, you know, you can combine chemistry and GEO if you had wanted to, you could have done it. You could have like married the two and it would be this perfect situation for you at that time, if you had wanted to. Uh, I think GEO is general enough that you could do that versus chemical engineering. I know There's a bunch of different areas of chemical engineering, but you would be doing just that. So keep that in mind, people, you know, if geo is quite broad, I know it sounds like it's like really, really, you know, really, really specific, but uh, you can definitely go a few different ways on that. So, I mean, I'm jealous, honestly, that you you knew right coming in that that was going to be the best option for you.
1: What were you debating between?
0: As civil NGO, And then I realized after I failed physics and then I did basically awful in all of our our uh, subsequent civil courses that we had to take. And I was like, well, there's a really good thing that I didn't go into civil. <laughs> <laughs> I think we took, I think, like three or four civil courses, like in second, third and fourth year. And I'm pretty sure those are my worst grades in all of my courses. So I was like, well, this was I dodged a bullet here.
1: Um. <laughs> and there's even some of our friends though that had the opposite where they're like in geo and they're taking their civil courses in second year and yeah. they're like wow I should have been in civil Like yeah. this is crazy but. it is funny how that
0: works out eh but uh yeah no it's funny you know first year I feel like you're like like you said I mean you're adjusting to so many different things and then that general first year is tough I mean the general first year in engineering is really really tough but did you find that like by second year and beyond that you really got your footing under you and that you were you know smooth sailing from there or I would say by third
1: year I felt like I had my footing down basically because in second year I was still adjusting because it's it's you learn everything in first year or not everything but you do that really general first year and then you get put into a very like specific field which we took chose geo and you're trying to meet everyone and we're also mixed in with the geo, geo, geo uh, oh God, geology geology science be- <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like the science kids as well I also in the second half of second year I actually forgot about this lightened my course load and basically dispersed it through third and fourth year because I just found it a little overwhelming still Mm -hmm. um which is also an option if anyone's ever like oh I feel too overwhelmed in engineering you can always defer a course to the next semester when I promise you third and fourth year Your courses, well, fourth year at least, lighten up significantly. So you can just take it in fourth year if it's not like a prereq for anything else. uh, That's what I did.
0: And I definitely want to get into like your exchange and stuff. So I can't remember now. Explain this to me. So did you take, it was an extra semester for your exchange, right? Explain to me like how that all worked and how the exchange was. Tell me about all of it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So after we all graduated, I did an internship actually with Newmont down here in Australia and Perth. So I had three months, May to August here, and it was unreal. I basically fell in love with Perth. Um, and so then after that, I had, uh, I went back to Canada for two days. And then from Canada, I went over to Sweden, where I did an exchange at Lund University. I say Lund, but they definitely say Lund. Um, it was definitely an experience. So I basically... I'm gonna be honest. I had to do two courses, and in engineering you have to do complementary courses and then technical electives, or I mean, complementary electives and technical electives. And I had two more to do basically. And I could have done it in fourth year, but I wanted to travel. (laughs) I wasn't (laughs) so you didn't feel like you actually needed to go over and do the courses
0: there. But I mean, you went
1: for the experience, right, more than anything. didn't think I was ready yet to actually enter the industry straight on. Like so many of our friends were like, yes, I know what I want to do. And I was still sitting here. Like I just experienced the science side of like what the ge- uh, geology science kids would be doing. And I was like, maybe this is what I want to do. Maybe I don't want to do engineering, which I'm not knocking that off the, my future, because I really think I might want to as well. Yeah. Um, didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was like, why don't I just go and do an exchange over <laughs> in Europe in Sweden <laughs> and you yeah, know as you it, do just might as well <laughs> it, and it was definitely a really big learning experience because you would think I moved to the other side of the world in Perth and that that would be scarier but honestly Sweden was a huge learning experience in the sense I was super like it was like lonely it was really lonely there really? for a while yeah it was actually really lonely it might be a little like everyone on this podcast is like oh poor girl honestly the amount of friends I'd be like they're like oh how amazing is Europe and I definitely portrayed that like that's the beauty of Instagram and all that being like mm. my life is fabulous but like everyone's like how are you and I'd be like I'm really lonely and they're like boohoo you're in Europe and like it was great getting to go see like family and friends that came over like I had some of the best experiences like my best friend Alex came over my parents came over like it was great but when oh and she's out how did I forget that she moved <laughs> here for a while with me um and it was great but it, when I was there by myself, because Giselle had to go back um, to America for a little bit, I was so lonely. And it was just like, like I had some lovely friends. I met some amazing people. One girl's actually over in um, Sydney. And then okay. I have a friend in Portland now. Um, and those friends were life-changing and like getting to meet a bunch of other kids in my classes as well. Mm-hmm. But you didn't have that. I wasn't in residence because I don't have enough rooms for... Um, all the exchange kids. So I had to scramble to find a room and I found it in this lovely house. Like there was this lovely woman that like I basically lived with and it was great, but you just didn't get the same experience. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? of getting to meet everyone else. But yeah, I mean, you're different. not you're, Yeah, you're not like
0: thrown in there with all these people meeting everyone. So, and I think, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can be surrounded by people and still feel lonely. I totally, I totally get that. <laughs> but I mean, but what'd you say, like, so I know a lot of people, kind of the standard is that people take an exchange between, I think, third and fourth year, I think, right? Or yeah. something like that. So you're yeah. doing it kind of this extra semester. So like, how did that work out? I mean, you didn't, it meant that you didn't graduate with the rest of us like did you feel like you were missing out on that at all um not
1: really just because I I know technically I, I don't know I I, I I don't think I did because I was like I'm traveling Europe while everyone else is everyone else is- <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think I felt like left out I I mean technically yeah now I'm the class of 2020 but I I also didn't do any courses really with the class of 2020 I don't I I, I know them the geo kids at least and I know my frosh when I did the Mm -hmm. orientation stuff but I don't Mm -hmm. feel like I was I don't know I I, that's a good question I I don't like like do
0: you I mean would you recommend doing the exchange in general and or doing it as an extra semester or do you think that it would have been maybe a little bit better a little bit different if you had done it between third and fourth year
1: I highly recommend doing it whether it's when I did it or in third or fourth year or whenever you feel like you want to because I know it, it was it was a great experience, and I think I learned a lot. It sounds so deep, but I learned a lot about myself. <laughs> and I think you, it's a great thing, like to get to know, meet other people. Like I think it's so worth it. And. Even those lonely times I learned, Oh, what do I do now? Cause like, you're not always going to have people around and yeah. that's the fact of it. And sometimes for like jobs, even you need to move to the other side of the world or to a different part mm-hmm. and you're going to be a little lonely. So it's, it was all good. It was great. So. so definitely
0: a learning experience. How did you find, like, was there a language barrier at all? All your classes were in English?
1: They, oh yeah. All my classes were in English. <laughs> okay. That's good.
0: <laughs> oh, and and they generally were
1: they were good. They were good with the English. I mean, their English was great. I thought so. Like, uh, the fact that they can speak multiple languages to me is amazing, so. Honestly, and I think one of the big advantages of doing an exchange in Europe particularly
0: is that you have all of these countries that are all close together so that yeah. you, you could, you know, pop over to a country, like, a different country for the weekend or something, right? So you did quite a bit of uh, touring around, right?
1: I did. On your exchange, just (laughs) heads up for anyone who does one, you're technically not supposed to do this. You're supposed to be studying the entire time. And I did study. I went to all my classes. I studied all the time. But since I only was doing two complimentary electives, it was easier for me to bounce around. So yeah, some weekends I went to Prague and then another weekend to like Milan and then, you know, just like jumping around for fun. But also doing that on a student budget, you learn very quickly how to manage your money. So Mm -hmm. it was too it, you just learn to basically travel as light as possible or you try to travel as light as possible Giselle when she came back definitely did it better than i did she could go in a backpack i definitely had a carry on but <laughs> like, excuse me like, while i grab all of my suitcases this is yeah. all my clothing <laughs> for, for, for like a long weekend that was great but you know, but i tried oh my god yeah, just excuse me while i go change my outfit again yeah <laughs>
0: So yeah. how did you, so you came back from your exchange. So, and then how did you actually end up working for the company that you, where you are now, you ended up going back to Australia.
1: And so how did that all work? how did you end up there? So uh, there's basically contracting companies here that basically sign you on will get you in with a company or like, they'll be like, Oh, Megan, do you want to work as an engineer for a couple months at this company? They need an engineer or do you want to work as this kind of geologist at this company for this couple of months and so basically you get like a set term contract so I wasn't signed on to any company and honestly um when I went back to Perth I didn't have a job I wasn't even signed on with the contracting company really so you just
0: you just it. went you're like I'm just gonna find a job but this is where I meant to be
1: basically I fell in love with Perth the last time I was here and I was like there's so many jobs here and opportunities and I loved it. And I was like, and even if I don't get a job, my plan was then to, ju- well, it wouldn't have worked out, but my plan was then to just go traveling around like Asia and um, maybe even go over to Africa and stuff. Cause like, or even get to see the East coast of Australia. Cause all I've seen is the West coast, <laughs> <laughs> but like I was basically going to come over here, try for a job. Um, it helped that Avery um, a girl that we studied with was here as well. And she, um was like oh meg here's a contracting company they are looking for people and all that stuff um but yeah i basically came over here without a job without anything but i was back home in canada for i think two or three weeks and then i was off back over here so
0: wow so that was a quick turnaround you're like i need to get over there by the way this guy yeah. guys this episode is uh, brought to you by perth tourism just so you know we're promoting <laughs> no, it like crazy
1: anyone wants to come visit, I'll give them a tour for
0: free. <laughs> Personalized tour. I'll leave all of Meg's contact info. Reach out to her and you can jump over to the other side of the world during yeah. COVID. If you want
1: to give them my address too? They can just honestly just bring up Just show up at your front
0: doorstep. Yeah. Hey, I'm here. I listened to you on the Women Working Ahead podcast. Where's my tour? <laughs> yeah,
1: literally. Yeah, go for it. I'll give you free accommodation too. You can sleep on my couch. <laughs> oh my God, some strange person's going to end up on yeah. your couch. Guaranteed. Oh. That's just amazing being so friendly. Yeah.
0: You're like, welcome, come. You want to sleep on my couch for a week? Sure. I'll cook for you. This is the kind of person you are. (laughs) Toot my own horn. I don't know. Oh my God. So you basically showed up in Perth and then you got connected with this contracting company. And then, so how does it actually work? So basically what, so you have different contracts, but it's, and it's all with different companies. And then how does it work? Like, okay, when one contract ends, Is it up to you to find kind of the next contract then, or is there some overhead company that's organizing
1: everything for you? So there's multiple contracting companies and I was with one and then I switched to a different one because I was just like, they were contacting me a lot. I was like, honestly, let's see what this one's all about. Oh, I sounded Canadian when I said that. Um, (laughs) And... (laughs) So basically how it works is they basically find you the next contract. So they'll get you this contract. And then once that contract's done, they'll hopefully have another contract waiting for you. If not, you might be sitting around. So every single job, different
0: contracts, like you're basically doing different things. And so you get exposed to all different projects and all different. So sometimes you might be working as like more of a geologist and sometimes you might be working more as a
1: geological engineer. Um. Yeah, right now I'm just, I haven't really done any work as an engineer yet, Um. but I kind of love the field I'm in and so I really hope to just continue with where I am right now in exploration but yeah so I when I first came over um, last year I did some geophys I did uh, I worked on an uh, RC kind of air core drilling program for a little bit as as a fieldy that the beauty of it was that I was new so obviously I was just doing fieldy stuff but I was also the geos were so lovely that they're like come up and learn about like how to log this and a whole bunch of other things and how the rig works and everyone is so lovely. Like even the drillers and the offsiders are so fun. Like they're such fun guys and they're so (laughs) nice. So it's, it's been really good. So I, I can't complain. Yeah. I mean,
0: it sounds like you got a lot of variety, which I mean, must keep things really, really interesting, you know, every few months or whatever your contract length is that you get to kind of switch it up and change projects. I mean,
1: yeah. Yeah. The goal is definitely to get signed on, which hopefully will happen soon and then we will go from that but yeah basically you go from contracting companies hoping that maybe they like you enough or you worked hard enough or you tried your best and they liked your your attitude and they'll basically hopefully sign you on but Mm -hmm. obviously I am on a working holiday visa right now and um also not from australia so right. it does put a, a disadvantage but oh yeah
0: actually like speaking of that i mean was that a difficult process for you are you on is it like is it a two-year working visa or how was that how was that process
1: i'm just on the working holiday uh, visa so it's basically anyone can do it backpackers it, so if you're in hospitality anyone can go on this one and so you have to do three months of remote work basically uh to get that and it, they have certain fields you have to do it in, and then you get your next year visa. And then this, I'm on my second year, so you have to do six months of remote work, and then you get your third year. And then your third year uh, basically, you hope to get signed on. <laughs> you keep your fingers crossed that you're getting signed on somewhere, or you like try and find a different visa. It, there's so many different ways. So, mm-hmm. but that's one that you're working on right now. Yes. Um, okay. The next thing also is that there's another visa for skilled working visa um, that engineers can get on. So, I, I, could do that too but okay yeah. so if somebody is looking to do international work they definitely need to do a little bit of research and
0: figure out what kind of uh visa works the best for what they're going to be doing
1: yes 100 i i think this the one that i'm on would probably be the best for most people like that are just trying to see if they even like australia or want to live here um i think that would be the best one but yeah i i, I could recommend it more to anyone <laughs>
0: so basically so who like? What kind of company are you working for now? What does a typical kind of day look like? I know you said that you do a lot of field work versus office work. So, kind of take me through what your general kind of job, what your tasks are, who you're working for.
1: Okay, um, so I just started basically in February, oh March, with this company, and they're lovely. I love them. I've never been in a company where people are so happy all the time, and wow. it's it's actually like a little bit like intimidating because I'm like, oh, I got to keep my energy up. I got to be happy all the time just to match these people. (laughs) A hundred percent. But right now I would be doing two two weeks on, two weeks off. Um, So two weeks, I'm basically out in the middle of nowhere, like four to six hour drive from civilization. um, And we caravan it. And so it's usually me when I was being trained, especially there was another geo or a fieldy with me. Um, and then a driller and an offsider. and it's just you basically caravanning it with them. You guys are making your own dinners, but you have so much. The food is crazy. The amount of food, the healthy food that they bring out to you, you're always have food. You're good to go. Wow. That sounds Um, nice. Literally healthy vegetables and everything. I was not expecting it. We have Wi-Fi out there, which I was not expecting. In the middle of nowhere? (laughs) Literally. The comms are crazy, Um, and it's like it's honestly one of the best experiences ever like I don't know I'll look back on this and like I'm sure 20 years and be like this was so surreal but yeah basically I'm doing two weeks out there and you work on an air core rig and basically we are drilling to obviously uh to explore and find the next mine Mm -hmm. um and so it's me I, I basically we wake up we have our meeting at 5.30 in the morning uh, to basically just do our pre-start, make sure everyone's feeling okay, anything that went wrong yesterday, what did we do well, what could be fixed, um, anything that people took five, like the, a take five, all that kind of stuff. And then the we basically get out to the drill rig and we start drilling and it's we don't stop really until we, – we basically get back to camp at 5.30. It's supposed to be a 12-hour day. And we will – I basically log the – uh soil that comes up and civet and make see the rock chips and all that kind of stuff um and then we get the bottom of hole sample and we log that as well and we see what it is just so the company can uh know what's basically the bottom of hole yeah um lithology and all that and then wow thinking about my day I'm like what do I do what do (laughs) I do (laughs) do I I know these days Um, I find you know the days probably just probably blur together as well they do. And that's the thing, like, you'll have a day where you get to drill like 300 meters or 400 and it, those will be like a good day. Um, but then if you have the drill breakdown or something goes wrong, like it not that we've ever had anyone get injured or anything seriously go wrong, but it's like sometimes s- stuff happens and then close yeah. the day down a little bit. But the great thing is, is like I said, everyone has such a positive attitude that even when things go wrong, you're just like relaxed. You're not stressed. Like it's been so good. So I can't even complain. But yeah, that's basically my day-to-day. I'm sure there's more I'm forgetting about. Basically, it's like the biggest danger out there is if you're going to be unsafe and not drive to conditions and um, not manage your hydration and watch out for anything that could bite you. Basically. Oh, yeah. Have you, so- any, like, have you ever had any like? like Have had any close calls with critters out there? I would say last winter uh, when I was out on the drilling program out in Cal, um, <laughs> there was a little like snake basically in the pile of like soil. And I was like, oh, it's dead. I don't know why I thought that. I was like, it's been sucked up from 30 meters under the ground because that's possible. And <laughs> I was, like, obviously it came from the night before or something to like rest in that pile because it's warm and it was winter. And so I hit it with like a really long stick. I didn't hit it hard, but I just like kind of wanted to see what was going on. And um, I was like, look, it's dead. And then it moved. And my coworker's like, okay. <laughs> so he had to like get a shovel and like remove it basically and replant it somewhere else over like further away. So it was out of, it was, it was done very well. I, I, wow that was,
0: yeah, that was done really, really well. I'd be like, oh, no, kill it, kill it. Get rid of it. Yeah. No, he's like, no, <laughs> we have to carefully pick it up and
1: move it. <laughs> yeah. Without touching it too. Cause it could possibly kill us. Cause the. Oh, oh uh, God. They're all venomous over here. <laughs> oh, great. I would get no sleep. I'd be like, oh my gosh, something's coming in. Something's crawling. Oh my gosh. The only thing that gets me is spiders. There's been some pretty big, like, I, I think they're called trapdoor spiders. There's also huntsmen. There's been some pretty big ones of those, at least to me. The audience mm-hmm. think gets hilarious because they're not big to them. I think they're huge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, basically everything's done very safely. I wouldn't try it with what I currently, like, that was Megan. A year ago, with a Okay, you've learned a lot since then. I've learned a lot, you know.
0: <laughs> you're just like so much more mature now. You've got this all covered. In yeah. a year. <music> so basically, what you're so you're out there, you know, for two weeks. You're basically I'm gonna call I'm gonna call it camping. I know it's not camping, but I'm gonna call it camping. Camping. Clamping. Yeah, there you go. With you know, with the driller, with a few other people, and you're basically logging this core as it comes up. And it's exploration core, right? That you're logging as it comes up. And yes. so then, but you're out there for two weeks. So you have vehicles that you can, you know, drive around and explore. Like do you leave the site or you pretty much you're there, you're stuck there twelve hours a day, and you basically spend all your spare time sleeping or something.
1: <laughs> they basically have their camps around like all these different camps basically and you move from camp to camp to get to these drilling pads like as soon as it starts getting further and further away okay so they have I don't I couldn't even tell you how many camps they have and there's also like it's separated into different areas and all that but um, on the tenements they basically have to move around to camps because it would be silly to drive like five hours (laughs) to get to the next drill and then drive home Um, but yeah we basically uh, get out there and drill and it's right now I'm just on air core, so it's just soil basically coming from the ground so they're getting the top regolith like mythology and all that um and yeah so then basically I'm just making sure it's sampled properly and that it's being logged properly and that we all basically as a team make sure that everyone's doing okay and that mm-hmm. everyone's in positive moods and everyone has enough food and water and all that kind of stuff and the, the thing is, is, it would be such a boring job if it wasn't for the drillers and the offside just because they're just so funny and they're always trying to joke around and like in a safe manner, I just be like, hey, how's it going? And all that. So it's like, it, it's been really good. I well, think. that's good. I
0: mean, you're stuck with these people for, you know, two weeks at a time, right? So I really, I'm really, really glad that it's a positive experience because I feel like if there was conflict, you there's nowhere you can go yeah. for two weeks.
1: <laughs> and the thing is, is everyone's always like, oh, you're a woman and you're just there with all these guys. And I'm like, honestly I love it like it, they don't make me feel like I'm like they, they treat me really well basically and they don't yeah. make me feel like I'm an outsider or like oh you're a woman you don't know as much or anything they're so good about everything that yeah
0: well, I was gonna, actually that was gonna be my next question I mean how like do you work with a lot of women um, or do you primarily like are you sometimes on a site where
1: you're the only woman um I would say I think I was talking to someone it was either 80 20 or 70 30 I think the company I, I am currently with does a really good job of basically making sure that there's women whether it's in the office because I'm starting to go into the office a little bit more mm-hmm. um, and I've never felt like oh there's not a, like they always ask me that though. And they always are always making sure I'm okay. Like mm-hmm. we have people visiting our campsites and everything. And they'll be like, so how, how is it? And I'm like, honestly, no complaints. I, I think it's great being out here. The guys don't make me feel weird. They can joke around. They know that I think in the beginning they were a little bit cautious. They're like, Ooh, what can I say? What can I say? And yeah. honestly, I think you just have to make it clear with them that we're all the same. It's, like, as long as they're, you're not making really inappropriate jokes, which yeah. they don't, um, then we're all cool. So so you find yeah, that I, they're,
0: I, they're really careful and you don't feel uncomfortable, like, being out there in the field with a bunch of guys, like, no problem.
1: It's like having a bunch of big brothers or, like, fathers or, like, basically having a family. Like, they're all just, like, like uncles and, like, all that to me. Like, I know that they would make sure that I'm being taken care of. And we recently had a camp on my – Honestly, my best friend out here, Charlie, and I were at the same camp and, like, Charlie's always making sure I'm okay. He literally, this morning, brought me breakfast because (laughs) I had a fun night last night. Um, yeah, I have no complaints. So how do you
0: find working in another country? I mean, obviously, they speak English, so that was probably a huge advantage. No language barrier there at all. But obviously, there's a little bit of a different culture. How was that all for you for adjustment?
1: Um, I think my biggest adjustment was little words that we say differently like like there's rock melon which is cantaloupe and like they say oregano and we say oregano like even oh, that's weird. Oh, there's so many little words that I'm bet I'm betting if any Aussie ever listens to this podcast they're like oh yeah like that's yeah. so true like oh like capsicums I think are peppers like are like green and red and yellow peppers oh there's so many if I could actually I should have written a down for you because it just goes <laughs> on but um yeah if I say anything like if I say about they're like ooh about like ooh, out in bay. Yeah. and I'm like no <laughs> but yeah it's it's been great everyone's so lovely it's always so funny when they hear me because from Toronto we sound like almost American so they're always like American or Canadian and mm-hmm. like it's always a fun conversation to have um, but yeah everyone is so lovely and they love Canadians here which is yeah. amazing
0: they love Canadians I'm- everywhere let's be honest we're just great
1: people <laughs> You say that and everyone's like, I hate Canadians. I hate Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> and I think also like the, like the Australians tend to be quite a bit more social, right? Yes. hundred percent. Everyone is just so friendly. Like I know for a fact, if I ever had an issue, I could message even people from work. They're so nice.
0: So basically, so when you're on your two weeks off, so that's two weeks vacation
1: then? I mean, yeah, you could call it, I think now um, I might have to start going into the office more, which I wanted really badly because I want more office experience. So okay. that's really good. Um, but before I was more just basically you have two weeks off. So unless they really need you to do something, you go and you just can do whatever you want for two weeks. But mm-hmm. obviously COVID and especially for a lot of that COVID was a big deal. So we just stayed in Perth, which is not a big deal. I love it. The beaches are right there. Yeah. You're so jealous. <laughs> um, uh, the weekend before we went down to Margaret River, like you basically just get to do whatever you want, which is really good, but it flies by like, half of it is just trying to catch back up on your sleep from what you lost when you're out in the field. Right. And like back to civilization, which sounds silly, but like actually when you're out in like out in the middle of nowhere, your brain is just basically concentrated on being there, being safe. You kind of just adjust to being like with nothing around. So then when you come back, you're like, oh my God, there's, there's, there's oh, people there's around. <laughs> cars. Look at what, what's happening. And yeah, it's it's just crazy. Like, Perth drivers are wild as well, so. Oh, boy. And I'm saying that coming from Toronto, so. So, boy, they must be uh, pretty out there. Jeez. I mean, was it, was it, like,
0: definitely, like, you know, your first couple times that you went out into the field, it must have been quite an adjustment, um, you know, going back and forth and whatnot.
1: Yeah, and even, so my car here is automatic, and they drive on the left side of the road, obviously, but out in the field, we drive manuals out on, in the field but like oh, guys love it so much fun getting to drive manuals out in the bush you're just like it's it's just like you, you're like oh get to change gear oh change gear again Slow it down. <laughs> like it's so silly but it's so much fun oh my
0: um, god so do you have any advice for someone who might be thinking about either just moving across you know the planet working for in this kind of environment do you have any advice for someone who might be thinking about
1: this i just say this is so lame, but just do it. Like if you have a thought to do something when you're, it doesn't matter what age, I don't even think like do it. Like you're going to be like sitting one day in an old age home thinking, I wish I did this. Just go and do it. Um, There's so many options for you. If you, especially if you've done research, do your research. Don't just go. I shouldn't say just go. If you're going to go, go to explore. And if something happens, something happens, but I say try and do whatever you can. I also understand a lot of us also have to work, and like I'm very fortunate to have this all work out and also have a job at the end of the day. But overall, I would say just just do what you need to do and research it, and if you need any help, I'm sure your family and friends can help you out. But yeah, basically... Yeah. Yeah. Just,
0: just, yeah. Don't talk yourself out of it. If you want to do it, just, just do it. And it sounds like, you know, you, like in your case, you, you know, you flew all the way over there without actually a job lined up. Now I know, like, I don't think I could do that. I would need to have the job security, but there might be people out there where, I mean, it sounds like, you know, you could technically, if you just wanted to get out, get away obviously not during COVID after COVID, Um, but you know, go over it. And it sounds like things, things will all kind of work out and not to kind of worry about it too, too much. It sounds like things, if you, if you do your research and work hard,
1: I think you'd be fine. Right. I appreciate the money thing getting in the way for a lot of people as well. But if you do your research, you can also do it on a budget and it can be like, I technically hadn't been working then since August and I came over here in February and it took me basically, I would say two weeks to get a job. And it's worked. It's, I also can appreciate, I've been very lucky as well. And everything's worked out in my favor right now, right now. But um, (laughs) I think it's just whatever you need to do. Yeah. There's a way to do it. Yeah. I can appreciate the money thing getting in the way. Yeah.
0: But I think if you do your research and you can figure out some kind of budget for you, I think there is a way. If you really, really want to do it, I think money shouldn't be stopping you. Just you gotta kind of work around it and make it work however you need it to work for you. And yeah. And I also think for you, I mean, because your current job and doing this two weeks, two weeks, you know, two weeks on, two weeks off, and two weeks kind of out in the middle of nowhere, the person, if somebody wanted to go into this a very similar field, even just exploration when you're on a drill or something. I mean, you gotta be able to be you know, okay with that kind of lifestyle, but you didn't find the adjustment doing the middle of nowhere stuff, like any more difficult.
1: Being a city girl, I thought I would hate the outdoors. Like I did not think I would like the outdoors. And funny enough, now I'm doing this and I love it. Like I still remember our first field school or whatever when we were out in Quebec and I loved it. Like I I, I was like, oh no, two weeks, like mapping the entire, I had the time of my life. So I think it's also the type of person you are. I can appreciate that some people are like, city people I don't want to work out in the middle of nowhere like it's a big mental toll honestly like getting to, having to adjust to being like I'm not going to be in civilization for x amount of time it can get to you especially when you want to start a social life like when I was trying to start a social life in Perth it's like really difficult to maintain friendships and all that stuff because everyone's like oh are you free but like two weeks to you isn't that long because you are working the entire time you are going flat out like you said I get home at 5 30 I did like my write-up my paperwork I sit around the fire maybe for a little bit with the guys, chat, have dinner and go to bed. So it's not that long, but to people here, you're living your life still. You're sitting there. Like social media is a big part of our lives when you're in civilization. So like they're sitting around being like, excuse me, um, I'm alive here. So. Well, it must be tough too. I mean, like your
0: friends who are sitting in Perth, I mean, you are not there for every two weeks for two weeks. So it must be tough to like, people want to do things. You're like, yeah, sorry. I'm out in the middle of nowhere for those two weeks so you really only have like two
1: weeks at a time basically right yeah exactly even like with friends back in Toronto or like wherever they are because friends are dispersed everywhere right now mm-hmm. um they're like oh how about this time or like you've been gone for two weeks let's facetime and it's like oh it's amazing I would love to but it's also difficult like you said as we've discovered the time difference can really yeah the
0: 12 hours up. is uh you could do it but
1: <laughs> you do it but it's I have a window basically you have the morning and then you have the night you yeah that's it routine, so yeah. yeah so
0: I think it is it's definitely tough but uh, it sounds like you're making it work you just got to kind of figure out I think I think it would take some time to kinda get your footing figure out what kind of works basically let all your Perth friends know hey guys I'm this is my schedule let's work
1: around this if you ever want to hang out <laughs> that sounds like that's what seems to be working And Perth is a really big mining community. So a lot of the kids have grown up either with parents that have done this or whatever. So people are pretty used to FIFO. So yeah, it's been good so far. Yeah. So
0: So I think we're just going to finish up here. Um, So do you have any like memorable or funny moments, anything you're particularly proud of that you want to share with everyone?
1: I think most of my memorable moments... I couldn't put my finger on one really funny moment, but just all those times out there with the drillers and stuff, we have so many laughs the entire time. Um, it's it's been a really great time. I guess a really fun experience. One of my most memorable is yeah. my second swing I think up. Um, we did or uh, where we stayed. You're usually on the mine site for what, my job before I switched onto the rig. We stayed at this ranch and there was camels and there was dogs and there was cows and what? sheep. You would sleep and then you would just wake up and you would walk out and there's just these camels there waiting for you. And you're just like, <laughs> good morning. Like, And they were so friendly. You could just like pat them. They were like our little pets for the week. It was really good. I still miss them. <laughs> oh my God. What were the, like, that's so random. I can't even imagine walking out and like, was, oh, there's a camel. Just right there. It was like a weird like TV show where like, it's like everything's switched around, but there's two camels there waiting for you. And they're so friendly. They were so lovely. I loved it. And then there's like a bull in there that was their best friend and everything. It was, it was a, you, you literally thought you were on a different planet, but it was oh so cool. good. A strange mix of the animal
0: kingdoms, but uh, that sounds so cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then I'm sure there's probably, like you said, like the drillers, they sound like uh, really, really fun guys. So yeah,
1: they're so <laughs> even the people that I work with, like the Geos and everything, such great guys and the girls I met as well like everyone is so friendly and even um there's people that I got to see here from Queens and stuff which are, is so great um but yeah it's been great I can't complain yeah, well,
0: I mean, your Instagram, guys. I'll leave all of Megan's contact info, including her Instagram. Go check it out. I know you've got photos when you're like out in the field and stuff, and I I've seen them, and I'm like, oh, that looks so nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, so anyone, feel free to hit me up if you have any questions or you want to do the same thing. Honestly. Feel free to ask me, and I could try and help the best I can. So yeah, and I think you'd
0: probably be good too, even if they don't want to go specifically to Australia. I think anybody yeah. going into what anybody going into exploration, exploration geology, um, doing any kind of traveling, they
1: can definitely uh, ask you some questions, right? I can definitely give some trip the tips. Oh my gosh, on. Um, <laughs> how to also do it more affordable or like it how to save up money and stuff like that. Cause that yep. was definitely one of my biggest struggles, but
0: yeah. And you've already gone all through that. So I think, so guys, yeah, I'll leave all of her contact info. So make sure if you have any specific questions that we didn't cover in this interview, make sure you reach out to her. She's a wonderful, wonderful person. we've already talked about that she's willing to literally welcome strangers into her home and give them a place to sleep. So that, tell, that doesn't tell you what kind of person she is.
1: I don't know what. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you so much again, Megan. And thank you for, you know, getting up early to do this interview. Um, I'm glad that we finally managed to do this and that you didn't fall asleep or in my case, me falling asleep. (laughs) i'm so glad that this all worked out thank you so much guys if you enjoyed this episode please make sure to subscribe to the show leave a comment rating and review and i'll leave all of her information again in the show notes and also when i announce over on the women working ahead instagram page i'll be announcing when megan's episode will be coming out and i'll leave all of her info there so i think that's everything thanks again megan and we'll chat soon everyone